0: Welcome to Kids Considered, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Vanderlist.
1: And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg.
0: And we're both pediatricians at UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. So happy to be talking about pretty much my favorite topic of all time, screen time.
1: Mm -hmm. So we'll be taking a more focal look at one aspect of screen time, and that's advertising aimed at children. And, of course, we're all aware that children have been targeted by advertising for years, for example, with TV commercials.
0: Right. That's nothing new. But now kids are on so much more technology. So they have their tablets, their smartphones, their computers. They're using social media, different apps on their devices. They're playing video games. They have those virtual assistants like Alexa, who's listening to everything that they want. And even toys are connected to the Internet now. So marketing messages are reaching them through all of these channels.
1: Channels. That reminds me. When I was growing up, we had the choice of four channels on TV. (laughs) And of course, this was really only three since none of us ever watched PBS and PBS. Sorry, if you're listening, that was my mistake. I would have been a better person if I spent more time with you. But PBS just felt like it was work, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I know. Gosh, times change. But four channels. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Was it black and white or did you have color back then?
1: Well, it was black and white, um, <laughs> but then we got color. We eventually got a color TV because it's not like I had a deprived childhood or anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were only allowed to watch TV on Saturday mornings for cartoons. Really? hmm I know. Oh, my. It was deprived.
1: Well, that worked very well for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, the point is that now there's hundreds of TV channels and an almost really an infinite number of apps and video games for kids And there are several ways for children to interact via social media.
0: Definitely. So let's get more into the specifics. In 2018, $900 million was spent on digital advertising aimed at children and teens. So that's a quarter of all advertising is aimed at this age group, kids.
1: Wow, I didn't realize how much that's shifted. That's Mm -hmm. really huge.
0: Yeah, it is. And more than 95% of the most downloaded free apps for children less than five years old have commercial content or pop-ups or hidden ads.
1: So you and I and other adults see ads all the time. I think we should talk about why children may be more uniquely vulnerable to this type of advertising.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's just all about development and the developmental science. So for children younger than eight, they can't really understand that these ads are trying to change their behavior and thoughts. Older children, so closer to the seven or eight to 11 years old, they start appreciating the intent of the ad. So this wants me to buy something, but they don't really understand the big picture. They're not understanding that there's a company behind this ad that's trying to drive business. And it's not really until 12 years old that they understand ads, that they're trying to change their behavior and get them to buy products. But even if they recognize this, so you could just can't resist the marketing. I mean, some adults can't even resist the marketing, myself included.
1: Me too. (laughs) And think about all the thought that goes into advertising. So there are emotional or subconscious appeals, there's celebrities or cartoon characters that are speaking to them. And now in the age of interactive and social media and smartphones and tablets, the ads may be driven by personal data about an individual child, really like a highly targeted strategy based on what they've Um, looked at before.
0: Oh, that's completely right. The internet is tracking children as they're online. So they know what activities they like. They know what toys they're interested in, what their favorite color is maybe, and really all of their online behavior.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's scary sometimes to think about how much others know about us or about children when we go online.
0: Mm -hmm. And we can talk now about how this plays out for specific concerns relating to children.
1: For the youngest children, the main concern is that digital advertising may be promoting unhealthy diets.
0: Right. There are a lot of food ads, and these are often promoting unhealthy foods such as highly processed foods with high calories and low nutritional value. So, in fact, more than 97% of food ads are for unhealthy foods, which I don't think surprises most people. (laughs) And these foods promote increased risk of developing cavities and really increase the risk of childhood obesity.
1: Right. When's the last time you saw an ad for kale or for for broccoli?
0: (laughs) (laughs) There are for avocados sometimes, and there are for pistachios. Those are the only two that I can think of that are, like, reasonable.
1: But think about, like, all the fast food commercials we see, the fast food industry. They're spending, you know, almost $5 million per day on ads targeting children. And they often include toy, cartoon, or movie tie-ins specifically to appeal to children.
0: And these are ads for foods that are high in fat, like you mentioned, salt and sugar, portion sizes that are way too big for children, and this results in excess caloric intake.
1: And this isn't just a theoretical risk that we're talking about. There are studies that show that children between 7 and 10 years of age had higher calorie diets after playing games with advertising.
0: And popular music stars obviously target teenagers. They endorse a product in almost one in five web videos or other digital platforms. Um, These promote sugary drinks in more than 70% and unhealthy foods in more than 80% of these ads.
1: And this is particularly a concern in disadvantaged communities where studies find that there's more advertising promoting candy, sugary drinks, and fast food in Latinx, Black, and underprivileged people.
0: Another area of concern for children is the promotion of a harmful body appearance image for them. This may include advertising that talks about building muscle or dieting products. There can be ads for tanning salons or the opposite, skin lightening products or hair straighteners. So really just teaching kids that they shouldn't love the way that they look and that they're beautiful as they are, which is what is really true
1: hmm And these really play into racial and cultural biases, and this can be harmful for the teens' self-images.
0: Absolutely. And ads for tobacco and vaping products are also targeting teenagers. We've talked about some of that in our really early episode on teen vaping, but we've known for years that cigarette advertising on TV helped drive teen tobacco usage, and that's why cigarette ads on TV and radio were banned in 1971.
1: My father-in-law, um, Dr. Jesse Steinfeld, he helped push this. He was the U.S. Surgeon General at the time, and he advocated in favor of this policy both to Congress and then um, for the president to sign the legislation.
0: Oh, my goodness. That was 50 years ago. You were obviously weren't married to your wife at that point.
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> but what, amazing, what an amazing connection. that That's really, really awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We also know that ads for e-cigarettes and vaping products are connected with teen use of these products. So an eye-opening, 80% of middle and high school students in the U.S. see these advertisements.
1: And the e-cigarette companies promote their products in music videos or by using social media influencers.
0: Right. And we know that teenagers are particularly susceptible to these advertisements, and they're in that risk-taking time of their life. Their frontal lobe is developing. They're developing their own identity. So they're at risk for um, being swayed by some of these people that they look up to. Mm
1: -hmm. And they're really paying close attention to being accepted by friends, and studies show that cigarette ads result in teens feeling that smoking makes them feel more attractive, sophisticated, tough, and popular.
0: Not true. The, but unfortunately, <laughs> the end result is that more cigarette ads that the teen sees, the more likely they are to smoke.
1: And once they try smoking, they are not likely to stop. We know that 90% of smokers start by 18 years of age.
0: Mm. So in an earlier episode, like I mentioned, we discussed teen vaping, but we also talked about the increasing legalization of marijuana and the adverse effects of marijuana on the developing brain. So now there are even more ads for cannabis-containing products that are seen by children. I just think about driving down the freeway, and it seems like every billboard is for a cannabis company. Um, So they are really kind of like the new... The new tobacco industry, in a way. Um, Some of them use cartoons. They use um, things that look like candy to target children and social media. So this is a big problem.
1: Right. And these ads, they work. The more marijuana ad exposure, the heavier use of marijuana in teens and young adults, including concentrates and edibles.
0: They increase the chances of marijuana use or plans for use, even by children in middle school.
1: That's scary. Mm Mm-hmm. The final product that we'll discuss is alcohol. There are studies that reveal that more and more middle and high school children are exposed to alcohol advertisements in video ads, website banner ads, and on social media.
0: And as we've emphasized throughout this episode, we know advertising works. I mean, I think most people know advertising works (laughs) um, (laughs) because they experience it in their own lives. And so you just think about it with kids without your reasoning and processing abilities. So there are more than 10 studies that have linked underage drinking with increased viewing of alcohol advertisements.
1: And the ads are disproportionately targeting Latinx, Black, and Native American youth.
0: And there's consequences to teen drinking, which we all know, of course, increasing the risk of mental health issues and suicide, drug use, car crashes, school difficulties. And, of course, there are tons of other adverse future effects on health from long-term drinking.
1: So the bottom line is that if we don't do something, then our children will end up at the mercy of these advertisers and they're going to end up obese, vaping, drinking, using marijuana (laughs) and with poor self-image.
0: Oh, gosh, I don't think we need to paint that picture for parents because uh, (laughs) um, it's not all that bad. So let's talk about what parents can do to address these real dangers of digital advertising. And the biggest thing really is teaching your child digital literacy.
1: And I hadn't heard that term before, but it makes sense to put these ads into perspective in the context of the delivery platform.
0: Right. So digital literacy refers to the knowledge, skills, and attitudes that allow children to be safe and empowered while they're growing up in this increasingly digital world. It's not going anywhere. Um, So it includes their play, participation, socializing, searching, and learning through digital technologies. This, of course, is going to vary by age and what platforms you're using in your home and the context of which it occurs.
1: Children need to be digitally literate even when they're not online. And that's because artificial intelligence-based profiling and facial scanning increasingly affect children. So their schooling, social welfare, and future job opportunities may depend on how well they understand the digital world.
0: Absolutely. So parents should all consider digital literacy as a growing aspect of approaching their skills and development and including preparing them for school, for future work, for their life.
1: So teach your children how to identify ads and also to understand them and critically think about the marketing messages.
0: If your child wants to buy a specific brand... Think about why that means so much to them, how these ads may have influenced this desire and their behavior.
1: And for personal devices such as smartphones and tablets, turn on and monitor the privacy settings. Do this also for apps and social media. And don't forget to do this for virtual assistants and for wireless networks also.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And my one of my favorite tools for families is a family media use plan. We've talked about this before in our screen time episode, and we have a link on our website. It's from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It just um, helps create more structured screen time within your home and making sure that your children view more quality media and this content, hopefully with less advertisements.
1: You can also talk with your child's school and teachers about preventing the use of digital products with advertising and about making sure that education technology tools are using appropriate privacy settings.
0: There are some general screen time tips that we discussed in our screen time episode that we should also briefly review now.
1: Good idea. So we already mentioned the family media use plan. And also remember that it's appropriate to view your child's screen with them so that you can monitor them appropriately.
0: Right, this is called co-viewing, highly recommend that. Make sure that the apps your children are using are appropriate for their age. So we talked about a really useful website called Common Sense Media, and there's a link to that on our website. It's a good place to start to see what age appropriate apps or programs and games, movies are for your child.
1: And remind your children about the importance of privacy when online.
0: This can seem really overwhelming for one parent to
1: address. Mm-hmm. So the responsibility isn't just for parents. The responsibility for digital literacy and regulating advertising is also the responsible of society at large. And so there are many groups that are advocating for incorporating digital literacy into curricula and changing advertising policies. So these include our professional society, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and other groups like UNICEF.
0: Mm-hmm. The American Academy of Pediatrics is advocating for banning digital advertising for children less than seven and having more strict advertising regulations. They want to limit advertising to older children and teens and specifically banning targeted ads to everyone under 18 years of age, which
1: would be great. Mm-hmm. They are also working on new laws to reduce unhealthy food and beverage advertising aimed at children and banning e-cigarette and tobacco images.
0: We have a link on our website to the EU's DigComp 2.0, which describes five areas, including 21 competencies to use as tools to improve your digital competence.
1: So these include areas such as data literacy, communication, content creation, safety, and problem solving.
0: It's nice to know that there's work being done to make the digital world a little more healthy and safe for children.
1: So let's summarize some of the main concerns and strategies that parents can use to address the danger of digital advertising to children.
0: Digital advertising targeting children is ubiquitous across all online platforms and apps.
1: Children are uniquely vulnerable to these ads due to their developmental stages, particularly children less than 12 years of age.
0: There are five main areas of concern for digital ads for children. First is the promotion of unhealthy and high-calorie foods that can lead to childhood obesity and increased risk for cavities.
1: Second is promoting unrealistic and harmful body ideals that may lead to unhealthy behaviors and poor self-image.
0: Third are ads for cigarettes, e-cigarettes, vaping products, and tobacco that target children and teens and increase the risk of them becoming lifelong smokers.
1: Fourth are the increasing ads for marijuana and other cannabis products, including edibles, which result in heavier use in teens and increased use among younger children.
0: And fifth are the ads for alcohol, which result in increased risk of underage drinking.
1: Parents can help their children become more digitally literate.
0: Right. Identify ads that you see and talk with your children about them.
1: And make sure that privacy settings across all devices and networks are appropriate.
0: And make sure to create a family media use plan for everyone in your family, including yourself.
1: Stay digitally safe out there, and that reminds me of a joke Yes. So you know how there's so many ads for breakfast food advertisements that are aimed at children?
0: Uh-huh, like egos right. or waffles.
1: Yeah, so how does Salvador Dolly start his mornings? How With a bowl of cereal <laughs>
0: It's a great one. Because he's a surrealist, his art is right. very Exactly. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yes. Love it.
1: Yeah. You know, when thinking about this episode, I thought like personally, I don't think I do a very good job with my privacy settings. I mean, how often do you just like click okay when the app says, "Will you accept this?" You just oh, want to yeah. move forward, right? I know.
0: I know. Mine I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm not great. And honestly, like it's funny sometimes the targeted ads as you're an adult are kind of nice because you're like, oh, I actually do like that. Like, I wouldn't have found that on my own. But then you realize how creepy it is or like you have a conversation about wanting something and then you see the ad and you're like, I don't think I ever searched that on my computer. So I try
1: to be careful when I'm searching certain products. So for example, we recently had a change in water pressure in our area and that resulted in several of our house toilets malfunctioning, leaking. So I needed to fix the toilets and get a part. And I thought, you know, if I just search online for toilet part, I'm going to see toilet advertisements for like the next year or two, right? <laughs> yes. So I went into like the private oh, mode. Oh, the privacy to, mode to search <laughs> To, it. to search for that, yeah. Very smart. That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered. You
0: can find more information on our website, kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu.
1: Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered.
0: And Instagram at Kids Considered.
1: If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you.
0: Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388.
1: Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com.
0: Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts.
1: Thank you for listening and we hope you will join us for our next podcast.
0: Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital.